Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the Word of God. So Ecclesiastes 7, 8, and you can't see it very well, but if you see this banner, to the right is... Ecclesiastes 7.8. It's been our theme for three years. And the NLT says, finishing is better than starting. How many's heard that verse preached from this pulpit a time or two in the last 36 months? <laughs> finishing is better than starting. And I just love it when the Bible says what I want it to say. God loves it when we love whatever he says. Amen. Finishing is better than starting. And then Numbers chapter 9. Now on the day that the tabernacle was raised up, or one translation said finished, the day the tabernacle was finished, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony. From evening until morning, it was hovering above the tabernacle like the appearance of fire. Everybody say fire. fire. Sounds hotter. So it was always the cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. What I want you to notice is that when Moses and the children of Israel, after they gave their offering, the Bible says when they were raising an offering for the tabernacle, Moses had to tell them to stop. I, I, I've never been there as a pastor. But they gave so much, Moses said, stop. In fact, well, I might, we'll see what happens. But they did everything they could do. And they finished everything. And that's when the cloud came down in a fire at night and it came down in a beautiful fluffy cloud by day. And this was God's way of saying, I know that you finished and here's my symbol, here's my signal, here's my approval. And so my subject today is when we finish, God begins. When we finish, God begins. And everybody's going to help me preach by saying amen at least one time. May be seated. If the Bible ever mentions something, it's significant all by itself. But if the Bible repeats that thing, then we have a pattern and we should sit up and Pay close attention when the Bible consistently repeats itself. God is saying, pay attention to this. What I've done for others, I can and I will do for you. There appears to be a pattern in Scripture. And it goes something like this. And perhaps some Bible accounts will come to your mind when I talk about this. But... Here's the scenario. God gives someone a vision, an assignment. 
That vision or assignment requires faith and obedience to bring it to pass. Then the people or the person who received that vision or assignment acts on it immediately. People of faith do not delay. People of faith do not procrastinate. People of faith obey the Lord immediately. And that is key. Then they do everything they humanly can do to bring that vision or that assignment to pass. But here's the unique feature. There's always a provision for that vision that is beyond the scope of the ability of the people that God has partnered with. There's always that God peace of the provision for the vision. How many knows that God is a provider? Come on, that's 30% of us. How many know that God's a provider? Amen. And so the final piece is when the work is finished and when those engaged in what God has asked have completed what he's asked them to do, then God begins. I have a profound sense that with the closing of Finishing Strong, that we are embarking on a season of the supernatural. We are going to see what we have never seen. And God is going to do things in you and through you for your family, for your children, to the third and the fourth generation. God is going to step into your company. Listen to what I'm telling you today. He's going to step into your business because you've invited him into your business by being a partner. And God is going to step into your business. If you have truly finished, come on. If you have done everything that you can do, then I'm telling you on the authority of God's word that I'm preaching to you today, that where you finish, God begins. Come on. Amen. Where you finish, God begins. We have a pattern. One could be a mistake. One could be an aberration. One could be a coincidence. But when you have two and three and four and multiple similar situations where if we do this, then God does this, then we can take it to the bank, brother and sister. I'm, I'm preaching to somebody right now. You're thinking, okay, God, I've been doing this. I've been laboring. I've been paying. I've been giving. When is my miracle going to show up? Well, I'm going to tell you something. Nobody's ever going to make a liar out of God. And God is not going to sit in the back seat while you're in the front seat all by yourself. Amen. There's getting ready to shift. God's getting ready to get into the front seat and he's going to put you in the back seat. Hallelujah. And something's going to happen for you. I believe that. I truly believe it. In fact, I have a testimony today that I'm going to share with you, a personal testimony. So we have this pattern. In the text, Moses finishes the tabernacle. And if you ever study the building of the tabernacle, it's nearly mind-boggling. The books of Exodus and Leviticus commit 19 chapters 
of details and instructions. And God is saying, I don't want this. I want this. And I don't want that. I want the other. And this is how I want you to build the tabernacle. And here's how wide I want it. Here's how long I want it. And I want a wall of, uh, around it. And I want it seven feet tall. And I want this gate that's wide enough for anybody to bring an animal through so they can have access to the brazen altar. And I want the fire on that altar burning 24-7, just like JFK's grave in Arlington, right? The eternal flame. God says, I, I, I want these pieces of furniture. I want these utensils. I want it overlaid with gold and I want the priestly garments to look like this and I want animal skins. I want badger skins here and goat skins here and, and, I, and he's going through all of these details and Moses is like writing his, you know, he didn't have a voice memo recorder. He's like writing all this as fast as he can. 19 chapters and finally the day comes when They've done all they can do. They've fulfilled everything. They've dotted every I. They've crossed every T. The badger skins, the goat skins, the ram skins, the tapestries of purple and scarlet and white. And, and they said that the outside of the tabernacle was unsightly. It was not attractive. It was, you know, old badger skins. But when you got on the inside, these beautiful tapestries, it's sort of like the church. When you're on the outside looking in and you see the commitment and the, and the, and the, and the, the sacrifice and you see the faithfulness and it just, it looks like too much. And it's just you know, that's really not for me. But how many found out that when you got from the outside of the church and started getting on the inside of the church and you got in the blood and you got in the water and you got in the name and you got in the spirit and you got in the body of Christ, it's a much different view from the inside out than it is from the outside in. Can you say amen? And so when they did all of this and they got all of this finished, the Bible says that all night long, when they got done that day, all night long, there was a pillar, like a cloudy pillar of fire. Right. Sort of like just a big bonfire that was hovering over the tabernacle. And then as the, as the nighttime gave way to the daylight, there was a sort of a transition. And the, and the pillar of fire turned just to a just a real thick cloud and it settled. How, how would you feel if you drove up to the Life Church today and there was like this, you know, 1,000 feet by 1,000 feet cloud that was hovering about 10 feet over our building. That would be pretty amazing, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that, would that be spiritual? I'd say that'd be pretty spiritual if there wasn't another one in town. And this is what Israel saw. And this was God's way of saying, I see what you did. I see your sacrifice. I see your obedience. I see that you've gone as far with this as you can go. You've checked all the boxes, Moses. Now I'm going to show you my symbol of my approval on everything that you've done. I'm going to bring a cloud down at night. I'm going to bring a, uh, I'm going to transition that cloud during the day. It's it's going to be 24 seven. It's going to be a sign to the people that you've obeyed me. It's going to be a sign to the community that we are on the same page and we are on the same team. And I'm going to tell somebody here today, God is getting ready to bring a symbol of his provision and a symbol of his approval and a symbol of the fact that you have obeyed him. You didn't delay, but you began to obey him immediately. You've given 35 or 36 offerings today and God is 
was saying, now you've been faithful. Now it's my turn to be faithful. Now I'm getting ready to turn that situation. I wanted to see if you would take the journey and you have taken the journey. I'm telling you, friends, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for a breakthrough. I'm ready for a miracle. I'm ready for God to show up. I've been faithful. I've been sowing. I've been praying. I've been agonizing and I'm ready for a miracle. When we finish, God shows up. We've well documented our journey. Commitment Sunday, March 17th, 2019. First Fruits Offering Sunday, March 24th, 2019. That first offering was $76,000. By the way, not including what's happening right now today, according to Brother Gilliland. But as of Friday of this week, so far, and we're not finished, our finishing strong offering for the month of February is already at $66,000. Can we thank the Lord for that and celebrate? It's amazing. Think about that. Three years later, three years later, the average has been about $48,000 a month and three years later, people are still giving. It's remarkable. It's truly a God thing. And we ordered the King's, the kids wing addition, the building. It sat through two cutting seasons. I know because the people that cut our grass are saying, when are you going to get this building out of here? It sat out there for 18 months waiting for the city to give us our permit, but why are we not surprised? We waited two and a half years, 16 years ago, so why not, what's another 18 months? And then we had to hire the same attorney. In fact, we pulled him out of retirement. I had to go find him. He was out raking his leaves in October of 2020. I said, man, I need you to come out of retirement. And so he was gracious and he engaged the law firm and it cost a little bit of money again, but it was money well spent. And we got our permit and we had our groundbreaking in July. And then we had $15,000 worth of material stolen off the construction site. But that was the only incident that we know of. And the insurance company came through on that. And so here we are today. We're not quite finished with the project, but we're getting close. But we are finishing the giving season. And I just really have a sense that we're not just going to, you know, give an offering and then that's going to be the end of it. I really do believe. I felt like the Lord spoke this to my heart. When you finish, I'm going to begin. We are going to see the Lord mighty. We are going to see the Lord strong. Some of us have had visions and dreams about this whole project that haven't come to pass yet. And there are even, there's even a bigger vision about this whole campus and what God is doing with this congregation. But I believe on the authority of God's word that as we bring this giving season to a close, is anybody ready for finishing strong to be over? You're not sure if you should celebrate that or how I mean that. 
I'm just going to tell you, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know why? You know what? For some people, it won't make any difference. You know why? They haven't been doing much. See, the older I get, the thinner my filter becomes. But for people that have been sacrificing and doing without some other things and putting the kingdom first, they're excited. Woo! <laughs> yeah, excited. But let me tell you why I'm really excited. Because I have a sense, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I've carried some heavy burdens. That's why that preacher called me today. Things I don't talk about. Things that nobody, perhaps other than my wife, knows about. And she carries some of those same burdens. They're heavy. And I need some miracles. I need some breakthroughs. I need God to come through for me. And I'm telling you what, I'm putting God on his honor. I'm holding God's feet to the fire. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I don't mean that like I'm in charge of God. Do you understand what I'm saying today? But I'm saying, Lord, now I've done my part. Now I expect you to do your part. Lord, I've been coming through for you. Now I expect you to come through for me. Hallelujah. Come on. Is anybody relating to what I'm saying today? Praise God. I need some miracles. I need God to step in. I need some people to show up. Amen. I need something to happen. Am I preaching? anybody today that needs God to step on the scene in your life then if that's for you if this is a word for you then if I was you I'd be on my feet and I'd be clapping my hands and I'm saying you know what I'm ready to pastor I've been faithful and when I finish God is going to begin come on if you've been faithful you've got a reason you've got a right to hold God's feet to the fire Amen. Praise God. We have the, you may be seated. We have the testimony of Abraham. He built something for God. He took it as far as he could go. The Lord said, go offer your son. The Bible said he arose early the next morning. Okay, God, I'll get around to that. No, that's not how you get called the father of the faithful. You don't get called the father of the faithful if you sit around and, and whistle Dixie for six months. He gets up the next morning. And I'm telling you, if you've obeyed the Lord, as you've walked this mountain, like Abraham was climbing his mountain, with every step that Abraham is obeying God. Caleb, you stand right there at the bottom of those stairs. This is how it works. Abraham's over here. I'll be, I'll be the old man. Because I am. And Caleb's the ram. Ready? First step. As Abraham's climbing the mountain, he can't see the other side of the mountain. But he's climbing. He's doing everything that he possibly can do. Next step. He doesn't know what's going to happen. But the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that Abraham had already sacrificed his son in his heart and knew if he took his life that God would raise him up. He's climbing this mountain by faith. And he's now he's bringing his son. And he has no idea that every step of the way God's matching him with a provision and he's got the wood and he's got the fire and he's got the altar and he's building and building and building and building. Wait a minute. I got my son up here. I need somebody else up here. Travis, get on up here. You're the ram. You're a, 
And so Abraham, <laughs> this is not a well thought through illustration right there. And so Abraham is right here. The son of promise. He's ready to plunge the knife of obedience into the promise. And the angel of the Lord stops him. And God says, wait, you've taken this as far as you can go. You have finished the journey, Abraham. The Lord said, now I know that you fear me. Now I know that you trust me. I need somebody to raise up, amen, an, an act of obedience today and say, God, I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't know how you're going to do it. But I know that somehow you're going to come through. And when I take it as far as I can go. Thank you. Thanks. Hallelujah. See, we have this pattern. Everybody say a pattern. God speaks to Noah. Noah, I want you to build something for me. What is it? It's an ark. What's an ark? It's a boat. What's a boat? Nobody ever had a boat in Noah's part of the world. I'm going to make it rain. What's rain? See, all this unknown stuff. We all want all the answers. We want everything figured out. We want God to just lay it all out for us. That's not how you walk by faith. God will tell you enough to test your faith. He's not going to tell you how he's going to do it. He's not going to tell you when he's going to do it. He just wants you to obey him. And God gives Noah these instructions. I want you to build an ark. Here's the kind of wood I want you to use. Don't, I said gopher. Now don't bring birch. And I want a certain amount of windows. And I want one door, one window and one door. And guess what? How long does it take Noah to build this ark? A hundred years. You say, well, I've been waiting 36 months. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> God spoke to me 36 months ago. And I filled out my card. And I hadn't heard a word since. Well, get in line. Noah doesn't hear a word from God for a hundred years, how often do you have to hear the voice of the Lord? How many times does he have to come back? Well, God, I just want to make sure. Listen, the fathers of the faithful, the patriarchs, God speaks to them one time. They obey the Lord. And when they finish, God begins. That's the way it works. And I'm telling somebody here today, when I was driving, I wish I would have held it till this moment in my message. But I can't keep good news very long. Hallelujah. I'm driving in this morning. I said, God, I need. I need a word. I need a word. I need a word. It's been a long time since I've had a word. And God stirred up a prophet in West Virginia and said, I see you. I don't know what you're going through, but God has sent an angel into the house of the Lord. And I'm here to tell you, my friend, God is faithful and he will provide. And when you get to the end, he will begin. Can't you just imagine Noah? He's building and building. He's got a team of four. And they're building this ark. Anybody been down to Cincinnati, down there in Kentucky and seen the ark, uh, uh, the Noah's ark experience? Wave your hand, shake your hand at me. It's amazing. It's just amazing. It's, it will exceed your expectations. And he builds that thing without a black and decker anything. If you're like me, you don't even know what black and decker is because I don't have any tools. 
but he, he builds it. And the last human gets in the ark and the last animal gets in the ark. And Noah's thinking, well, there's one thing I didn't think about is how are we going to close that door? Who's going to be left out? Somebody's got to be on the outside and close that door. And he takes a step back and and here comes and God when Noah was finished God said now I begin in seven days the water starts coming the rain starts coming and Noah's like yes I'm not the crazy one Yes, I'm not the knucklehead in the neighborhood. I obeyed the Lord and now I'm being vindicated. And I'm telling you today, God is getting ready to vindicate somebody for your faith. And he's going to vindicate you and your family because of your obedience. When they didn't understand why you were giving or what you were doing, God is going to show himself to be real. He's going to vindicate your obedience. He's going to vindicate your faith. Amen. I'm telling you today, God is getting ready to close somebody's door and he's getting ready to open up somebody else's door. If a closed door means a revival for you, then let it be so. He can shut it down. He can close it down. He can vindicate it or he can open a door. The Bible said God shuts doors that no man opens and he opens doors that no man shuts. Oh. When we finish God begins. Here we are, month 36. Finishing strong. Grew up. <laughs> Started out as a baby. Now it's a full adult offering. I want to show you what our commitment was on Commitment Sunday, March 17th, 2019. Here was our this is amazing. I can't even hardly talk about numbers that big. 3,200,000 dollars. Everybody say, wow. wow. This little old church. Friends, that was God. Do you remember it was eight weeks build up? Eight messages. And then our commitment when we, we, we had a prayer season and we had a listening season and we did our best and we obeyed the Lord. $3.2 million. Now let me show you where we currently are by faith based on what Brother Gilland has said this morning and what's coming in right now. $1,776,215. Come on, somebody. Come on, that's no spare change right there. I couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. But we can do it. All right, now, I want to show you something else. This is fun. I've got, I want to show you the original commitment card. Ready? This is what it looked like. I don't know. Anybody remember this? I still got them. I pray over them babies. I hold them. I pray. I cry. I'm like, yes, Lord. In the left, in the white column there in the middle, on the left side, it says monthly. And then the next one says annually. Now, listen. This 
So the monthly and the annually is the monthly, you multiply it by 12 and that's the annual. And then the next blank is a one-time gift. Do you remember that? It was a one-time gift of a liquidation of an asset. For example, somebody sold a house and they gave the entire proceeds $52,000 uh, increase. They gave it all to finishing strong. And others liquidated assets. And so there's really two numbers there. There's the annual, that's 12 times whatever that monthly commitment was. This was money that we found in our budget. You remember me telling you the story about, I called AT&T and in 10 minutes I saved $88. And so I threw that into to my commitment because money I found in my budget. And I shared with you that it was about the time that we paid off our house and another small loan that we had. And so instead of paying the bank that, the last 35 and today was the 36, we've been giving that. <laughs> I've been making three more years of house payments to this house. You know, you, you work hard and you, and, you, and you live and you try to get your house paid off. And, but by the grace of God, we are able to do that. Okay, here's the point. And I don't want to belabor this. The first two are our budget and what we can control. But the last one is called trust God. Trusting God for. That's the God factor. That's out of our hands. That's out of our control. And I'm just going to tell you, I text two people this week. They put a million dollars in there. Now that's a lot of faith. These are legitimate, credible people. But I never told them. I'm sure they figured it out until this week. I held theirs out because I thought, what if we all put a million dollars in the trust of God? We'd have like 300 million. And I'm not sure. Can God do it? God can do anything. That's not, I told those men, I don't doubt your faith. But I just felt I, I had a pastoral discretionary decision. And so everybody okay with that? And those men trust me and they believe in me. Okay. So I'm having a conversation. Forgive me for telling this story, but I'm having a conversation with our pastoral staff. And then I had it with our board of directors this year. And I'm thinking, where is the difference between 1.8 and 3.2? I wonder if we added... The trust God, if it would make the difference to 3.2. I had no idea. So I got out my little calculator and I got out our three-year-old commitment cards. And let's, let me show you what that trust God factor came out to be. Are you ready? Is that a coincidence? Come on. Do you need to do the math on that? That should be a big wow for somebody. What we're saying is, here's what I think we're saying. We were obedient with our budgets. We were obedient. Praise God. Hear me now. You say, well, money's not spiritual. Not on your life is spiritual. 
Jesus said, if you're not faithful with money, who can commit to your trust the true riches? This is spiritual. Amen. Somebody could receive the Holy Ghost today. And somebody is going to be baptized today in the name of the Lord. Wave your hand if you're going to be baptized today. There she is. Praise God. Praise God. This is spiritual. The difference is the trust God factor. And I'm saying that we've come to the end of everything that we can do. This giving season, the door is closing. But I'm saying it's time for the trust God factor. It's time for God to step up. It's time for God to step in. Amen. He can send it from anywhere. He can bring it from anywhere. And if it comes into your control, if it comes into your account, if God brings something unusual, then that belongs to him. Jesus. Where we finish. Yes. <laughs> yes. Woo. Yes. God yes. begins. Yes. I feel like Joshua who stood up in front of the children of Israel and he said, fix your attention on the Ark of the Covenant. From this day forward, we're marching off the map. And tomorrow he said, you will see wonders. You will see miracles. I'm going to stand up here and you're going to stand up here and we're going to declare the blessing, the provision, the miracle. Don't miss a Sunday. Don't miss it because God is going to begin. I'm not sure if I've convinced you. I'm not sure if I've done a good job of communicating this. Come on. Amen. I want somebody, if you believe you've been faithful, just raise your hand. If you've been faithful, just raise your hand. And you're saying, Lord, I've been faithful. I've finished. Now, if you're ready for God to begin, I just want you to raise your other hand. I'm ready for God to begin. Come on, something beginning right now. Something's beginning. Come on, this is a spiritual church. This is a spiritual kingdom. God can bless you in so many ways financially. God can bring backslidden children back. God can do miracles of the mind, the soul, and the body, healing, deliverance, provision. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Come on. If you've been faithful, if you've come to the end, if you've come to the end, then you have a right to expect God to begin. Hallelujah. Let's receive it. Come on. The overflow. Don't miss it. The fountain and a season of blessing. You know what? It's already started. It's already started. 
two weeks ago, one, good, one of our good men stood in front of this church and said that in the last three years, God has advanced his family financially $200,000. During the Finishing Strong season, one man said that after every third Sunday on the following Tuesday, his company would write record business every Tuesday. And this went on for three years. And he said that we were even able to buy a boat for the family. And we've named the boat Finishing Strong. Because if it wasn't for Finishing Strong, it wouldn't have been possible. Amen. One good man texted me this week that, he, that God closed one door. He was laid off from one company and God opened another door and now his salary has doubled. Amen. Just because you get fired, just because you get laid off, it doesn't mean that it's over. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be better. If God shuts one door, he can open another door. Amen. If God shuts one thing down, he can open up another thing. Hallelujah. One man stood in front of this church and said that about a year ago, during Finishing Strong, he came back to the Lord. Eight months ago, God delivered him from smoking. And just a couple weeks ago, God baptized his youngest son in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. My friend, those are priceless blessings and provisions of God. What am I saying? I'm saying it's already started. It's already beginning to happen. Hallelujah. God is already starting up. When you finish... So I, so I bring in the message to close and I want our praise team to join me on the platform and we're going to have an altar call and we're going to come forward and we're going to pray big prayers and trust God. But the last couple weeks I've been having a conversation with God and our church board would know this. The church takes care of me well, but the last few years, even predating Finishing Strong, but knowing that Finishing Strong was coming up, I have made some sacrifices to advance our church. And I'm not, I've never said that before publicly, but the board knows. And like I said, we're blessed and I have no complaints. But I was praying this last couple of weeks. I'm like, God, where's, where's my provision? Where's my blessing? You know, I didn't have a rich uncle die and leave me hundred thousand dollars all my uncles are are my uncles all passed away yeah I think they are so that's not going to happen I'm like now the old rich uncle you know <laughs> and grandparents are gone parents are gone yeah all my aunts and uncles are gone that's not going to happen and the Lord said he spoke to me and he said what about your investments? That's all I heard. What about your investments? 
The only investment I have is for retirement. That's it. So I figured up since finishing strong what my wife and I have invested like all of you should be doing for retirement. And I took that number and then I indexed it against how those investments have increased since March of 2019. Our investment has tripled. Mm. I'm like, Woo, duh. Yeah, why didn't I think about that? And so my wife and I, we talked about it and we're tithing. We're tithing. This is over and above finishing strong. But we recognize that. This is over and above. Let me say this. It's over and above our first two, but it's the trust God factor. That's what right. I'm trying to say. All right. This is what God did. Mm. This is what God did. And so when we give that tithe, it's amazing. It's the number we put on our card. Don't tell me wow. that's coincidental. No. Don't tell me that's coincidental. So the queen and I, we're going to be Thank finished. Jesus. Now I told you, we gave quadruple this morning for our final offering, but this is above and beyond that. So I talked to our staff about this. I talked to our board of directors. I really wanted to hear from them. I didn't, I just wanted to see what they thought. And everybody's like, come on, pastor, let's do it. So listen carefully. If you're finished with finishing strong, God bless you and thank you. And we rejoice. But if that trust God peace hasn't finished yet, I'm going to ask you to just revive whatever you heard three years ago, or if you weren't with us three years ago, just, just pray, just pray today. God, what, what do you want me to give for that trust God peace? What are you going to pour into my lap? What, what overflow from the word we just heard? What's going to come into my hands? Did you hear the Lord say, I'm going to pour an overflow into your hands. That's amazing. More I think about it. So I have permission from our staff and from our board. I hope you're okay with it, but I'm asking the ushers to come. We, we had a lot of finishing strong envelopes. You know, we got to use those up. And we have a new little card and here's the, let me have one of those, Brother Brian. Just give me one. If you would like, so just pass them out. Everybody's 16 and older because that's the working age. Everybody gets one. Don't forget the people on the platform. We have enough for everybody. This is just, this is, listen, this is a card. It says, finishing strong. When we finish, God begins. Finishing is better than starting. Ecclesiastes 7, 8. There's a box in the middle of the card. It says, trust God Sunday, March 20, 2022. You don't have to put your name on it. There's a place or your name. My wife and I are going to do this together. We're writing the tithe of that blessing of God on what we've invested 
for retirement. We're tithing it. And it <laughs> comes out perfectly to what we committed. So, again, listen carefully. If you're finished, woo, we're going to have a party in a couple months, two or three months. We're gonna, when we get that event center finished off, we're having a big dinner. Listen carefully. If you gave to Finishing Strong, you're invited. If you didn't, we'll see you Sunday. <laughs> I told you about the filter. It's getting thinner. This is a Finishing Strong celebration. So once everybody gets one, everybody's 16 and older, this is, the, this is the last, the last thing we're putting in the sacred golden goblets. We're just calling it a trust God. Now, if you've already given your trust God piece and your budget piece and your, and your one-time liquidation of an asset piece, you're done, you're done. Turn to somebody and say, you might be done. Turn to somebody else and say, but you might not be. <laughs> My wife and I aren't quite done. We've given our last monthly offering. Now this is the trust God offering. Okay? It's that 1.4. Lord, I thank you for the life church. I've had a lot of anxiety about this today, Lord, you know it. But I'm just trying to obey you. It's not coincidental, Lord, that that trust God peace is what still remains. So help us to finish. And where we finish, Lord, you will begin. I just pray, Lord, over every wage earner, every head of every house and every supporting cast member. I pray that you'll bless our companies like you blessed Potiphar's house because Joseph was there. You've already demonstrated, Lord, with fewer people coming to church and offerings are up. We thank you for that. But Lord, I just pray your blessing now. I pray your blessing now this trust God peace, Lord, we need you to come through. 30 days. 30 days, March 20th, 2022. The trust God offering. Let this release something, Lord. Let it open something. Let it do something. I pray over someone today that just maybe is new to the church and doesn't understand everything we're talking about. Just, Lord, stir up their heart. Because wherever we finish, you will begin. In Jesus' name. You say, well, pastor, don't we have enough money to do everything? Well, the only piece we really don't have a number on yet is the expansion of the sanctuary. But there was, one, there was a fourth piece. <laughs> and that's to retire the mortgage. That's the fourth piece. So whatever you give, it's toward the vision of what God is accomplishing here at the Life Church.
Praise God. So if the Lord has talked to you today and pressed your heart, why don't you take out the pen, take out the card, just write that number. You can put your name on it if you want to. You don't need to put it back in the envelope. And after you do that, would you just stand with me? Praise God. I want the queen to touch it. I'll put it in there. I just want her to touch it. We're in agreement. Ooh, that felt holy right there. If you put in an, a blank envelope, that's fine. Everybody's got an envelope. We ought to be singing strong finish, strong faith, but we're not ready for that. Praise God. Where's Marissa? Well, we might have to end out with that. I don't know. Let's sing. And I just want you to circle around. Remember how we used to march for offerings? I'll just, everybody move to your left. Yeah, just come on up here and drop it in there. Great. Come on. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.